We are live. Good morning, Brokers Playbook community. Good morning, brokers of both mortgage and real estate across our wonderful and beautiful nation of Canada and all of North America, as uh, we do have uh, quite uh, a following growing. Uh, we literally just hit over 1,500 people uh, across our platforms, and that's been built over the last year. So I want to thank every single um, real estate and mortgage agent uh, in North America um, that uh, that takes the time to follow us, that finds value in our program, and of course, um, comes on and creates value and shares the content and puts it to good work. Uh, I want to to this 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 live this uh, this last podcast of August recording. Um, I'm bringing on a very, very special guest. I'm bringing on Miss Vonnie Fast. She's joined me here on the screen. Uh, Vonnie is a top salesperson for Cutco Knives, um, and she has created her entire business out of helping us in the broker community create repeat, create referral, and create a, a sustainable business model through gifting, through showing our gratitude through reminding our clients what they are worth to us and that we want to stay engaged in their lives. And, and the Cutco gifting program, and there's many gifting options out there. Uh, the reason I'm bringing Cutco and Vonnie on today is because she's a success story. Uh, she's done this for a long time, and she is going to be sharing today exactly how any agent can start on a gifting and referral and repeat building program using her playbook, using her company. But the product can be any product. Do you want to do flowers? Do you want to do a basket? Do you want to do chocolates? That's up to you. Vani is here to speak about how you can use her products to build this system because her product, the reason it's popular, is because it sticks around forever much exactly like we want to stick around forever uh, in, in, uh, in our clients' lives and their business, this is how we want to do it. Uh, Vani, I want to welcome you to Broker's Playbook. Before you get started, uh, I do want to bring Laura, my co-host, on. Uh, and, um, and Laura is, uh, is just in the studio. I'm bringing her on now. Give me one quick second. Hello. Hello. Laura, good morning. Uh, I just did an introduction uh, for Vani, uh, and I'm bringing you on board. Uh, Vani, go ahead and tell us a little bit about your story as Laura gets settled in, and then we'll get caught up with Ms. Martin, who's been a very, very busy girl this summer, uh, setting up a brand new company, and I think that's worth uh, talking about today. Um, give me one quick second, and uh, Vani, you go ahead. Right on. Well, thank you, Simeon. I'm honored. And you were referred to me. We're going to talk about referrals re referred by Storm Fletcher, who is a mentor, uh, inspiration to me, Richard Roberts organization. As soon as I met you, I knew we were like-minded and you are so fun. And now I can't see you. I can just see myself. Is that normal? That That is indeed. Okay. <laughs> just looking at myself. Okay. Sounds really good. So just I'll share a, a tidbit of uh, my story to, to begin this, this uh, conversation. Um, I uh, started my business, my entrepreneurial journey 28 years ago uh, with Cutco when I was four. They gave me a bag of knives and said, good luck to you. Just 
kidding. I started when I was 18 years old. I started first year university running my own business. And I actually never intended to do it long term. I was only a I was only in it for a part time. I was taking marketing at U of C, University of Calgary. I'm in Calgary, Alberta, based here. And uh, I never really wanted to be in sales. I never really saw myself as a you know entrepreneur, even or a salesperson. I had a negative view of what sales was, and I ended up. <laughs> I wanted to get a part time summer marketing job and just put it on my resume and then kind of quit. But just do it for a summer, put it on my resume. I had another full-time job and uh, Cutco was hiring. They hire a lot of students. Uh, they have a opportunity for students. And I was in first year university taking my I'm like, okay, sign me up. These knives actually look really, really good. It's something that I feel like I could actually, they're world-class. I could, I could do this with some level of integrity. I could show my friends and family. So the job was actually, we went through three days of training and the job was to call your friends and family and book a, book a, a, sit down presentation, much like a realtor doing a listing or buying presentation, sit down with them, educate them on the knives and ask for referrals. And um, so they trained me how to do that. They gave me scripts and we role played them in training and all that. And I didn't realize at the time, the skill that I was doing, what, what asking for referrals. And, um, but I learned that I called my friends and family. I created a practice list. I sat down with uh, people that I knew, friends and family and started showing these knives and asking for referrals. And it was a little bit awkward and bumpy at first, you know, learning and trying to, I tried to do it my own way. And then I went back to the script and I was like, maybe I should do something proven to work and rather than try to wing it. And uh, so I learned those lessons in that first summer. And what's interesting is I started to, I guess that summer reframe what sales meant to me. I started to really actually enjoy it unexpectedly. I, I liked the relationship building side of it. I was starting to get referrals. I was selling this product. People were actually buying it from me. And it's not that it's not amazing, but it just surprised me that I was actually the vehicle that people were actually trusting me, liking me enough to not only refer me to their neighbors and friends and family, but to buy this product. So it was just more exciting and more fulfilling than I thought. And by the end of that first summer, I ended up uh, deciding to ditch my full-time job that I had a structure. It was going to, it was all set through university to work in admissions at UC. I dropped that nine to five thing and I went on the path less, I guess, traveled, at least for me, this unexpected thing called sales and entrepreneurship and, um, and started to build that all through school. And that was, 28 years ago, I ended up putting myself through school, running my own business. And then I did a couple years, just a stint in management and really decided to go back into, or not back, but more into the professional selling side of things. And I ended up, my first 15 years, um, I did in-home sales and service for Cutco, educating people on the product, learning how to ask for referrals. And it's interesting, like, I would say... In the first 15 years of my business, I ended up building my database to 3,000 clients almost 100% through referral. And I'll speak to, to that because I think a lot of realtors, a lot of mortgage brokers struggle in this area. And I didn't even realize that I had this amazing skill. It was just my, it was my normal. It was the only way we were actually allowed to work. So, so, so this is what I will say. 3,000 in how many years? <laughs> yeah, in 15 years. And this is pre-Cutco closing gifts. This is... I was doing in-home Cutco sales and service and I was 
seeing friends and family initially and then asking for referrals and learning how to plant the seed for referrals and learning how to focus on that and mastering that craft over time. And people, when I sat down with them, whether they bought or not, they were, they were out. I was averaging about seven written down referrals per presentation I did to people's friends, family, neighbors. And I didn't really. And that's brilliance. That's brilliance. Inside the sales appointment, you're taking down referrals. What, what I want to speak to, which is the premise of this entire conversation, and this is, in my opinion, one of the most important episodes that we're going we're gonna to record. And I'll tell you why. There is a disease. There, there, is, there is a big problem in the industry. And the problem in the industry is the fact that every new agent uh, every new broker, every new salesperson, because this is above and beyond uh, real estate or mortgage, thinks that I need leads, I need leads, I need new business. I'm going to spend five thousand a month on Google. I'm going to spend five thousand dollars a month on Facebook ads. And and you couldn't be further from the truth. As a new agent, you do not yet have the skill set to close. A lead off Facebook or Google. You do not. You might think you do. You might think you need more leads, but you're not focused on the people who already love you, trust you, and want to do business with you. If you were to simply open your God-blessed cell phone and look through the people and actually call them, Using a script that people are going to learn today, whether you give them the script, Vani, or whether Laura gives them the script, or I give them the script, I'm going to tell you today how to make that call that most of you feel is awkward, like you're begging for business. You're not begging for anything if you lead with education and a forward intent to assist. Gifting and using Vani's service or any other Vani's service to show appreciation and gratitude to your client is only a natural progression and evolution of the client relationship. It's what's going to keep you front of mind. It's going to keep you fresh into the lives of your clients in a meaningful and thankful way. When people are barbecuing and you pull out a knife to carve a beautiful brisket that you just created, it's a conversation piece because somebody's going to say, what a beautiful knife you're holding. Yes, my agent got this for me. And as a matter of fact, for the last four years, he keeps sending me a new piece to the set. That son of a bitch. That Simeon who keeps sending me. That Laura who keeps That's sending me something. And so on and so forth. Um, Laura, uh, before we, we, we dive straight into the playbook, give us a quick catch up of what you've been up to, girl. I miss you. I hope you've had an amazing summer thus far. Uh, I know you launched an amazing new company. Let's hit quickly touch on that and let's get straight into the playbook. All right, let's do it. Let me also, um, one second. Uh, let me get rid of this vibrating phone, which is still distracting enough to uh, make me murderous. Um, yeah, so cool. Isn't it fun to run two companies at once? <laughs> to me, I don't know how you do it. This guy's been launching restaurants and building brokerages and uh, empires and amazingness. So I think maybe like attracts like, you know, I'm one of those busy bees, had going a mile a minute, sleep four hours a night because I'm so excited to wake up. Um, and uh, what I'm doing right now is something that's completely ridiculous. It's, 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 
It's supposed to be impossible, but you know, if you want to do something impossible, just ask a hungry entrepreneur and they'll figure it out, right? So, um, I mean, have an English as a second language business and we teach ESL to manufacturing workers on site at insane hours uh, in small groups using technology. And um, I just started with 130 students. They're just finishing up their exams. We wrote the curriculum, figured out how to assess them. Um, delivered over 900 classes uh, between the hours of 7 a.m. and midnight with a 99.1% success rate, meaning we barely had to cancel any during COVID. <laughs> Did they mention COVID? So I, I absolutely love it. And, and at the same time, just so nobody forgets, you're the chief operating officer of, of one of Canada's biggest uh, private capital brokerages. Speak to, to that and how you've been managed to, to do both workloads, because I think it's important. I think there's something to be said for maturity within an industry, right? So, I mean, as yourself and Bonnie know, once you're in an industry for 14, 15 years, you've reached expertise, right? You've been able to hand off most of what you can do and you just stick to that, you know, 80-20 principle, right? If I can do it, you know, in that 80 to 100% range and someone else can take over the rest for me, that's what happens, right? So I've been able to build that brokerage up to be incredibly uh, robust in terms of the support and admin. And it really runs itself, to be honest, right? Like our training's like a Swiss watch. We have an amazing network where the agents are all supporting each other. So there's no bottleneck at the top. So, you know, that's really let the leaders of Matrix be able to do different and new things. Yeah. And a big shout out to Sean Allen, uh, who is the CEO of that organization, uh, and he's made that uh, a family affair, uh, making his top uh, his top brass family, creating loyalty uh, and creating um, uh, kind of a culture over there that's uh, really second to none. So big shout out to Sean yeah. Allen. We had a yacht party for our top real estate investors. We um, took them out on a yacht. We did a team up with Morani Law, who's the top real estate brokerage, uh, boutique real estate brokerage. They're actually uh, also people of color. So it's just so cool that the network ended up doing that. Like, it's not that I could have planned it, but, um, you know, other boss ladies kind of found me and uh, we just do it up large. We really believe in really showing up for our clients and our people in general, of course, our staff and our referral network. So um, we're definitely about that reciprocity and we don't have anything in terms of a set strategy or plan or um, account with any sort of gifting organization. So it'll definitely be really great to hear about what's possible in terms of a full on strategy or playbook for how you're going to treat every single client like a class act. Oh, oh, oh shit. I, I think Vani's going to have a pitch here and you better and you better get that straight edge out. Because I think Laura Martin can take you into a 300 plus agent organization. So I, I like it. So, Vani, uh, I, I want you to take it from here. I am going to give you the full screen so our audience can, can really uh, hone in on your message. And I really want you to take it, um, maybe even cut into three. How does a new agent implement it? An intermediate or a senior? Or is it the same for all? Um, tell us how to get started on a client reward program. Uh, and give us what the actual Cadillac is. I don't want to hear about 50 bucks or or what have you. If you want to build a business, you've got to invest in your business. Tell us yep. how this is done proper. Uh, and, and anybody can take it. If they want to take it halfway, they can take it halfway.
but I want to get it all. So tell me how I would get started tomorrow. Sounds awesome. Okay, I'll dive right in. Um, it's interesting. Like, I just want to address before I dive into exactly is you said it, Simeon, really when it comes to giving, whatever your gift, whatever you're giving. I mean, we have a bias towards giving something memorable, long lasting, right? World class, all that. But so much of everything, like the probably the biggest lesson I've learned, and I alluded to it in the beginning of my first summer, you know, my first whatever, is just that I learned that it was all about building deep relationships. Everything is and gifting. Gifting is one expression of that. You know, from the time of kings and queens, gifts have simply been a vehicle to show the value one is placing on a relationship. And so if business is about relationships, which I believe they are, you know, Stratton has a really great quote. If you, he wrote on marketing, I love him. He wrote, you know, if you believe business is about relationships, make building them your business. And so that's always what I come back to. You know, it's like what you said, you know, it's really about when I'm engaging with clients or when we are engaging with clients, we're always ideally coming from a place of how can I serve? How can I assist? Lead with value, lead with love. And you can absolutely, what I've learned over 28 years is you can not only uh, grow through giving, you can absolutely build a resilient, kick-ass, repeat referral business through giving, giving, simply giving, giving love, giving value, giving education, like what you said, and giving gifts. And gifts giving are giving, giving kindness, giving, giving. giving. just so give. When, yeah, when you make a call, you know, how can I help? How can I serve? How's your family? You know, you check in and you have systems for that, ideally, and as you go and grow your business. Um, you know, you have systems for loving on your tribe, which I'll talk about here. And, you know, you just referrals come so naturally. Sure. You can plant the seed. You can ask and we can talk about all those and the scripts and things like that. There's, you know, I mean, there's an art to that as well. But really, when you're focused on building deep relationships through giving, through true giving without strings attached, like what Laura was saying, giving starts the receiving process. I love that quote. No strings attached. So, I mean, really. When it comes to gifting, I'll start with why we came into the industry. So this was 13 years ago. So 15 years, I've been doing in-home sales and service. And then Cutco came out with a program called Cutco Closing Gifts. They piloted in the U.S., in Portland, Oregon, uh, with a group of investors. And it just blew up. Like all, it just, it, it had a really big uptake right away. And so Cutco invited all of the top representatives across North America to bring that program to their local markets. And I was one of those reps 14 years ago. So I'm 15 years into my Cutco journey that went, you know what, I'm going to bring that program to Calgary, Alberta, and I'm going to start building relationships and start calling managing brokers and say, hey, can I come show you these knives? Like, can you imagine making that call? But it was all based on referrals. And these beautiful forward thinking brokers, managing brokers, let me into their offices to speak to their agents about giving knives of all things. And so really why we came into the industry is we believe obviously business is about relationships. And so why we're here is to help agents and brokers deepen their client relationships, nurture loyalty. So when the time comes for a client to redo or do business with that realtor again, or refer them, they don't skip a beat. They remember they're still connected. They're still top of mind. And so we came into the industry. Ultimately, I'm passionate about making sure your clients stay your clients forever. And so um, that's not easy to do. Do you guys know the number one reason people don't come back to their realtor and broker? 86% of people intend to use their realtor. 9% remember their realtor's name after a couple of years. And it's not personal. We just forget. So where we went with it is, what if your gifts could help? 
Okay, what if your gifts could help? Because most agents, when they were giving gifts to clients, they were giving, and by the way, I wanna just preface, there's no wrong answer in gifting. I really do believe there's not a lot of mistakes. There's some mistakes you can make, but when you're giving, at least you're giving. So kudos to you if you're giving, but what we found is that most agents, when they were giving baskets, gift cards, bottles of wine, dinner out, things like that, those are great, they're great, but they're gone, consumed, 90% of gifts are consumed right away. You give it, they like it, they eat it, drink it, spend it, it's gone. There's nothing left to remind the client of the experience they had with you. So we wanted to change that. Uh, not that the gift is about you, it's about them, but we wanted it to be that special, subtle, gentle, world-class nudge and reminder that would be top of mind forever in their home. And that's why we partnered with Cutco. So Cutco, for people that don't know, I mean, I can cut a penny for you with a pair of scissors if you want. I can do that. But Cutco is like the Rolex or Ferrari or Snap-on tools. The kitchen knives are super high-end. They're guaranteed nice. forever. So what that means is they're the only knives in the world, as far as I know, that are guaranteed beyond a lifetime. People have them for 10, 20, 30 years, pass them down to their kids, use them every single day. Nine times out of 10, they become their go-to favorite tools. They're just world-class. So when we looked at Cutco, and actually I'll tell you personally, I've looked around to find other products that people will use every day that are world-class, guaranteed beyond it. Like it's so hard to find. We have custom wood boards as well that we do, but even those have a lifespan of five to 10 years. So Cutco was this perfect vehicle um, that we could take. And so what we did, speaking of the Cadillac Simeon, is we pre-selected and curated out of the Cutco line, the most popular tools. And by the way, this was 13 years ago when we were starting to come into the industry, creating this program for realtors and mortgage brokers. We put these knives as single pieces or two piece packages, sometimes three piece packages in. So we put them into packages, these Cutco knives between 70 to 270. And we have the, in beautiful packaging, and we have the ability on these tools to engrave right on the steel in a classy way, um, an agent's logo with gratitude, um, even personalized to the client's name if they like for a little extra cost. What, whatever an agent wants to engrave on there, we always do it classy um, in a beautiful way. And then what we do, so whether it's a beginning agent, whether it's an, it's an intermediate or a top agent, we set that realtor or mortgage broker up with a supply of gifts, usually a six month or year supply. So they have it on hand. And then we bill them over time, over six months to a year, no interest. So we, for a lot of our agents, we actually set you up with a year supply, bill over the year. So it's super easy on cash flow, but you've got gifts on hand. So when you have a need for a gift, you just grab it, go give it, it's done. Some of our agents put a single piece of cuckoo into their local baskets. Some of our agents do two pieces. How amazing to be able to have it on hand and not constantly have to use an excuse as to why you weren't able to come through with a good and meaningful gift. And, right, and it's got to be saying, right away. Time is it, and, it doesn't and I'm count. Saying this, and I'm saying this because I run a team of 50-plus agents at this point. Right. Laura runs a team of, of over, I'm not sure how many hundreds of agents they're at. But the reason I'm saying this is because we hear a lot of excuses as, as team leaders, as founders of organizations. And there is nothing, nobody here is in trouble. 
The point of Broker's Playbook, the point of this interview is to enable you to become a better broker, to build a bigger, better, more stable business. The reason you're sending the knife is to say thank you for the business, but it's also they're going to be looking at this thing every day for the next 10 years. When you give it, all you have to say is, Vani, thank you so much for the business. Here is your beautiful gift. Watch them unbox it. Don't watch them unbox it. The only thing I ask of you, Vani, is that if you do hear somebody who could see value in my service, not who wants to buy or sell real estate, don't ask a cheesy question. Ask to be recognized as a value provider. You don't need to sell people, hard close them. Vani, if you know someone who could have value through my service, I would love to treat them the way I treated you. End of conversation. Get to the bottle of wine. Move along. <laughs> Vani, continue, please. Laura, continue with whatever value. You, you make such a great point against uh, consumables, right? Like perhaps some consumables with the knife, maybe some cheese, for instance. Um, but... Yeah, like it's gonzo. <laughs> and so <laughs> and so is your memory. And you know, for look at the average time it takes between purchases for a lot of people. A mortgage agent can expect to wait two, three, five years before someone renews. That's so long. And you know, you could have switched companies in that time. You could have done a lot of things. Hopefully you kept the same phone number. Is it just the name you have on there or also contact details? There's a couple different ways we, we do it. And actually, yeah, I mean personal that people forget oh my gosh my mortgage broker was amazing i love oh, shoot my realtor was amazing what's his name again shoot and then we just forget right so to have something memorable that they use every day that's three that's hundreds of touches every single year that you know and and uh, cloaked in this beautiful array of gratitude that you're giving this gift and then you also get these marketing top of mind touches that are just there um without any effort is quite beautiful so just laura to address there's a couple different ways our agents and brokers do it. If we brand their logo or template or with gratitude in their name in a classy way, we ship all their gifts on up front so they have it on hand. So you can grab it and go. And I will speak to, it's so interesting and challenging for agents struggle in this area. What do I get them? What do I get them? And as your business grows and you scale, it's harder and harder to run around and try to figure it out every time. And not to say that you're not going to go and go grab that thing that they mentioned and you heard it and you're just going to nail that gift and you're just going to pick up that thing you know but when you have these on hand it's so interesting people often don't go out and buy good knives for themselves people love and are cooking so much more and really actually appreciate good knives good knives are more sexy than they used to be like years ago they're kind of a thing and it's just everybody uses every home as a kitchen so it's just i mean how do you even give knives is is it's so much about just like I wanted to get you something long lasting that you and your family would use every day for the rest of your lives. And I'd love to build this set through you, through time with you. And we'll talk more about that in a couple of minutes, but I'd love to build this set as we do more business together and continue to grow this relationship. The set can become symbolic of the relationship we're building over time. Now, just to go back to, uh, we also personalize, so we can personalize to each individual client. So if we do that, for example, for a mortgage broker or a realtor, we actually hold their gifts at the engravers 
because each client's name is going to be different and they don't know that client yet yet it's still a system in place i have your we have your 100 gifts or 50 or 6 or 10 and by the way a new agent could just start with a minimum order of 6 uh, we have agents that do 100 or 200 gifts at a time we have agents that do 20 or 10 depends on your volume so we always make it so it's easy on cash flow and perfectly aligned with your volume your anticipated volume but if you want to personalize, we have them on hand at the engravers and we personalize on demand and we fulfill it and ship each gift either individually with a personalized note directly to your client or to you to hand deliver. There's a little extra cost with that, but it, it's just taken care of. It's a system in place, however you do it. And so um, I agree. Like I feel, I feel sometimes like my message is becoming a little bigger than the product I sell, which is really cool about loving on your people and giving gifts and, and just, I feel like more and more as I do this, um, I've been now in the industry serving realtors and mortgage brokers for 14 years. And it's just, I feel like they need, I actually genuinely feel so much like companies, realtors, mortgage brokers need this because it's such a challenge to go around. How do you systemize something meaningful? How do you systemize personalized? How do you systemize thoughtfulness? Well, here's a way that we can support you in doing that. So you're not running around trying to figure it out every time going crazy. And then you have this great idea, but three months later you haven't executed because you're so busy. Honestly, there's a lot to be said for it being a much harder thing than one would consider to be authentic and thoughtful in a systematized way. That's not easily done. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I definitely, I definitely agree. And, and this is where, uh, where Vani, you come in. Um, let, let me ask you a question. Um, let's go, let's call it. I'm not going to say that this is a prospecting. I'm not going to call it. This is going to be a closing gift. The average um, agent um, in, in in the higher performance worlds, and, and I'm going to say this uh, not with any disrespect to new agents, but the average agent does two deals uh, a year. Um, in, across the Ontario Real Estate Board, for example, uh, but uh, we know very well that uh, that that includes uh, the 100,000 uh, agents, which there is uh, part timers, taxi drivers, uh, etc. Et so, absolutely no disrespect to anyone, but for any full time broker that does your 10 to 20 deals a year, I think uh, from the from the real estate side, and I'll let Laura speak to the mortgage agent because their income is different, the way their money comes in is different. Yeah. Uh, but but from the real estate side, to put five hundred dollars uh, per client per year for the rest of days on on a transaction that averages now we're we're close to a million bucks, even if commission is discounted, we're looking at anywhere between. Um, you know, 13, 15,000 and 20,000 per transaction um, to put $500 towards uh, loyalty referral and repeat. Uh, in my opinion, specifically, I think is actually an extremely cost effective way of building this out. Uh, if for every referral you get from an existing client that already closed business and you're spending 500 a year to, to, to ensure that relationship stays relevant, stays on top of mind, exciting, and valuable. I think uh, it, it, it's a it's an ROI with uh, at least five digits in front of it. As far as yeah. ROI is concerned on the 500, you 20K. 
Um, yep. So, so uh, with that being said, how would uh, one give us best practice uh, for a 10 to 15 deal agent, uh, which is definitely the average across my team? Um, we have 50 agents. We're going to get somewhere near uh, 800 deals this year. Yep. Uh, tell me, how would one of my agents set themselves up today? How do they do it? Yep. So basically what I would do is I would probably meet with them on Zoom or a quick phone call. And we would do, we would set them up with, I would ask the volume six to, with a six month to a year supply. So minimum order when we do engraving is six gifts and we can bill over six months. So a brand new agent, I've had brand new agents order six gifts, pay for one gift a month, get all six on hand ready to go for the year or the next six months or however, they never expire, right? Like they're always there. They've got them. And the thing is too, like I always ask my realtors and my mortgage brokers, you know, think of closing gifts, think of referral gifts, think of also VIP gifts. Now that's a more seasoned agent that might want to love on their tribe, their best clients and surprise them out of the blue um, with a knife, uh, which I'll speak to in a moment, how powerful that can be for return on investment and return on relationship. But how I would start an agent for 10 to 15, we would actually probably get them 10 to 15 gifts, uh, bill over six months to a year. They could mix and match. They could choose one type of gift and they're all between 70 to 270. So our mortgage brokers, typically they do single pieces at a time. Um, I'll, I'll show you actually for a realtor or a mortgage broker, what, here we go. Whatever gift they choose, we send them a beautiful letter by email. So let's say they're ordering 10 to 15 gifts. They're all the same, or they could mix and match a couple different types of gifts at different price points, but they're all the most popular tools. They're all incredibly useful, popular, engrave them how they want. So they've got their gifts on hand. We would send them a beautiful letter. And this, this is really key for that loyalty and referral side of things is you can personalize a realtor or mortgage broker can personalize this letter it's a letter that speaks to the value of the gift, the uses of it, the guarantee, why they're giving it. It's a really beautiful template and you can tweak it, personalize it, print it, give it with the gift. And on the bottom, it says this, P.S. For every additional qualified referral you send my way, I'll be adding more cuckoo to your set as a small token of my appreciation. It just shows the full collection they can build with you through time. So a mortgage broker, usually we help a mortgage broker build one piece at a time. I've had mortgage brokers build their full sets with their clients over 12, 13 years. It's so cool because it's almost, it's exciting because it becomes, the first piece becomes this thing they use every day. They fall in love with it. The next time um, the mortgage broker works with them or they refer, the more we help the mortgage brokers and realtors track and build their clients' cutco sets through time as they do more business with them, as they refer them. So a realtor might do single pieces, Together with some other things in a basket, they might do two-piece packages. Um, you know, all of the gifts range 70 to 270, like I said. So um, basically, we would just set you up with um, one type of gift or two types of gift at your ideal price point, at your ideal volume, bill you however you want. You've got them on hand, send you this beautiful letter and encourage you to just give that gift with um, genuine conviction and enthusiasm. And I coach my clients on doing that. But um, one one thing, I like to call this return on relationship. Um, I got that from a mentor of mine, John Rulin, who wrote gifts. Return, like ROI, yes, ROR. It's so like what you said, investing 500 or whether it's, there's, there's something really special about um, 
you know, loving on people on closing. I believe in giving gifts at expected times and unexpected times. And one thing you can do with a closing gift is you can also actually go two weeks later when it's not crazy and show up when they're a little bit more settled. The timing of that gift is quite powerful. I've heard of agents gifting our gifts or other gifts when conditions come off and how powerful that is because it's slightly unexpected. Not that you don't show up with craft beer or pizza on move-in day. Just ideally your closing gift doesn't get lost in the shuffle. So prior to or after the fact, you can use these for referral gifts. And I'll say this one last thing and I'll, I'll stop talking for a moment. But for somebody that has a database and has been in the business for a while, these are super powerful VIP gifts. And speaking of gifting unexpectedly, so I'll just show you this. Um, one of our uh, top agents, Taylor Hack in Edmonton, um, recently, I'll just show this because he recently gifted um, – he sent 27 of these single knives. So they're 98 unit engraved packaged, up, you know, instead of a hundred dollar gift card, he sent out 27 of these to his best five-star reviewers out of the blue. He used our letter. We have a special letter, but he kind of springboarded and used his own creativity to message it beautifully. He sent 27 knives out to his best people, his VIPs, his five-star reviewers, people that had articulated the value of him and his team. And within two months, he had at least 10x, uh, bordering on 20x return on that investment um, by giving first. Um, These people were referring him, they were blown away. When you can gift something tangible that out of the blue, it's quite, quite powerful. But I hope that answers. Well, well, Vani, it it does answer, and and I will give uh, this again, we are talking about creating repeat and referral. And you mentioned Taylor Hack out of Edmonton, and I'm going to give him a big shout out right now because Wouldn't Taylor is a friend, is a friend, uh, is a friend of ours personally. He is a friend to Brokers Playbook, and his uh, his podcast aired just a few months ago, and it was full of great value. And it does not surprise me whatsoever to hear that Taylor. Who, who grew a, a massive business literally over just a few years, did so by being progressive, did so by being selfless, and did so via educating and creating value in the marketplace. And any single broker can replicate that success uh, that Taylor had, that organizations mutually, everybody on this podcast right now has had, by doing what is right, and by creating a lasting uh, relationship through strategic gifting uh, as a business, through uh, doing it at random when the time is right, and you feel that interjecting in someone's life this week uh, is going to bring value and happiness to them, well, that's also going to bring referrals and happiness to you. Not just in business, but when you see somebody smile, the likelihood of you frowning is slim to none. Laughter is contagious. Empathy is contagious. Kindness is contagious. And uh, keep spreading love. I love how you said about interrupting the sales process, too, because people constantly expect, you know, things, of course, around closing day or... I think you're trying to sweeten them up around for renewal period, perhaps. But when it's when it's completely out of the blue, 
you know, that just shows like, oh, like they're still thinking about me. And like, it seems to be just because they may actually care about me. And so it really changes their perception of who you are and you become more than just, you know, a salesperson. You become someone that has a vested interest of in them, regardless of whether they're quote, you know, useful or lucrative to you or not. So I'm so glad you said that, Laura. And so, I mean, you guys are, I'm reading Give and Take right now by Adam Grant. And he's it's just a powerful book on. Sorry, can you repeat that, uh, Vani? Yeah, it's called Give and Take. And mm -hmm. I've had a lot of difference. Like High Trust Selling is a book. I, I mean, it's the first sales book or market book I, I read to do with business because it was recommended by a mentor of mine. And it's taught me a lot about loving on your people and investing in relationships. But this book, Give and Take, is so much about um, the power in business and in life, of course, of giving truly without expectation of any sort of return. And for me, yes, you know, it's so interesting when you give, it does come back tenfold. When I give, I'm doing my best. I'm not perfect at this, but I'm doing my best to give with no strings attached, no expectation of any return, investing in those relationships. And sometimes when I operate from that, like real true giving place, it is so crazy how things come back. Relationships are a long, like we are playing the long game. And I think sometimes Gary Vaynerchuk says, you know, uh, care is still your number one marketing strategy. John Rulin, one of my mentors uh, who wrote Giftology says, the long game is a lot longer than you think sometimes, right? Mm -hmm. When you're investing in your relationships, however you choose to do that, and gifting is such a powerful way to appreciate and acknowledge. We all need to feel appreciated and acknowledged, however we do that. But like you, you said, the timing of that, just being out of the blue or in and around closing to say thank you too, because you do want to like acknowledge and appreciate them in appropriate times as well. It's just amazing how things can come back to you, not that you're doing it for that. But it's amazing when you detach from that, how powerfully things come back around to you uh, eventually. And I, I think like the person I want to be uh, that I'm working every day to be is somebody that no matter what, no matter what happens in the markets, no matter what happens with my sales totals, I just want to love on my people. I want to love on my tribe. I want to be a true, true giver. And not that sometimes I'm not like, hey, I gift somebody and I would love to get into their pre meeting to present to their agents. Sure. You know, you know, but ultimately just detach from any sort of expectation. Like you said, kindness is contagious. And when you have a gifting system that you can that can help back you up for that, that can keep you systemized, that can keep you on track so that you don't miss those special opportunities to show love and appreciation and love on your people. And I think like. I think sometimes we miss this in business is and in life is referrals and all of that. You get insane referrals from simply continuing to pour into your relationships. Um, I could, you know, I could probably call on a few people right now if I needed to and say, Hey, can you help me get into this office to present to this group? You know, I, I really want to ask very sparingly, give more than I ask for. But I also think it's okay to ask when you need help and support. Of course. Uh, it's okay to ask. Sometimes agents struggle, right? Realtors struggle with asking for referrals. Uh, now I'm going on the tangent, but. Um, 
Well, I, I don't think it's a tangent at all. Uh, I, I think th this is what we're here to discuss. And, and it's th by doing the things that we've talked about for the last 30 minutes, we're going to we're going to have a lot of more, a lot more people proactively refer. But to create repeat and referral, if you don't ask, you don't get the, 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 the big thing that I like to cover is people always think they have to just ask. There's only one way to ask. And, and it's just not true. If you are the kind of guy or the kind of gal who likes to ask for business in a very direct way, there's nothing wrong with it. Ask for the business. Well, you're likely going to get it. If you're somebody who likes to use uh, a, an easier, softer approach, you can be that too. But know who you're speaking to. And when you start off, you don't know the difference in different sales uh, tactics. You, you need to develop those. You need to get advice. You need to find a mentor. As I said, after 15 years of doing this thing and another 10 years before that doing other things, the only thing I've never done is work for someone. I've been writing my own ticket for a long time. Yeah. So write your own ticket. You got to sell. So I, I definitely can say I know how to sell. I'm very confident in my salesmanship. And my advice after all these years, 20 years plus in business, is this. When you ask for business, you get, you'll get a yes or no. When you ask on how to be of value, you get a very long, self-identifying, all the answers you ever looked for are right there. So if I ask Vani, do you... Would you like to buy a home with me? She's going to say yes or no. If I ask Vani how I can create value in her life and help her mandate, she's going to say, oh, I don't know what my mandate is, and maybe we can build it together. Or you can create value by starting to show me a couple of homes in this neighborhood, giving me the stats on that school over there, uh, talking to my partner about this, and setting the stage for that, and you create a conversation. So this is how sales are done in a long and meaningful way. And by a gifting program, you create loyalty and lifetime, um, top of mind uh, type of relationship where they feel valued by you, that you didn't forget them, even though they are not a reminder because we're so busy and all those things. So I thank you, Vani, for your tangent. Uh, because it helped me put this point across because I feel very passionate about this. The reason I can tell people that I am successful is not because of my transaction number. It's because of where my transactions come from. Right. Mm, that's a beautiful way to put it. And, and I think that's where I'm at with this. I would say most of our top performers, Simeon, if not all, don't even spend on marketing. They are completely legend due to the fact that they simply do their job better than anyone else because they are at stake and of service to their clients. They're always making choices as if it were their own family. You know what I mean? Like you wouldn't stick someone with a lemon that you really cared about. So if like any top performing realtor, I'm telling you, they don't even spend on marketing. They just really make sure that they are delivering exceptional customer service. And it really does seem to be enough. It seems to be enough to be the best. One last thing. As someone that got started very early around 20, 
um, my own personal referral network really wasn't cutting it because they just weren't in that cohort of people. And of course we do get a lot of younger agents in their mid to early twenties. So they are in a conundrum because their, their own cohort isn't projected to be part of that buying cohort for another 10 years, possibly for me, it was a long wait. Most people didn't understand really what I did. <laughs> so, um, you know, these people do need to maybe network a little harder and things like that, but then you make sure you keep those people that you are closing that are of that cohort. I would say it's even more important to really show your maturity to your clients when you're uh, a millennial. What, what a great message. That is. And it can I springboard on that just about the ask? I know we're probably starting to wrap. I just, I just, like you said, how many, where I go with it too, is how many referrals have we sometimes left off the table because we just didn't ask? And I think sometimes it's, it's awkward and we feel vulnerable sometimes asking. But if you are coming from that place of pouring into your relationships, keeping in touch with your millennial cohorts, you never know who they know in their right. When you stay engaged, it's so quite cool. I'm going to drop this one little Cool little nugget. If if it's if it's our it's a any agent right now, whether they're new, intermediate, years and years in, you know, you're working on delivering an exceptional experience. Absolutely, I hundred percent, you know, legend, legend, creating great experiences for people will get you so many places. That, but I want to just speak to this one thing. It's called planting the seed. This helped me. This helped me build my referral business. If I had, yes, I had to learn to ask. And I think any agent should script out and ask and yes. write it out and make it theirs and practice behind the scenes and role play so it's authentic so you're not stumbling when it's time to just ask if you do want to ask and need to ask. But really quick, planting the seed. It's what I used to do on the front of every Cutco presentation I did. I shared with people how important referrals were to me. And I'm going to use Tom Story as an example. Tom Story is a top agent. He's one of our clients in Toronto, runs a beautiful team. There, he has already an 86% um, referral-based business, like already an exceptional referral-based business. He added this one thing into his buying and listing presentation last year and increased his referral business by 46%. And all he says in the beginning is he finds out what's most important to them first, right? Always finding out, asks them in their dream world, how would this whole experience go? So he actually finds out what their dream experience would be. And then he says, you know what, I just want to let you know one thing that's really important to me. My business is based on referral or 86%. Or if you're new, you could say, you know, I want to build a re repeat referral-based business. Let people know. And he goes, um, my goal here is it's not going to be perfect. The market is this and this. You don't want to you know, flower it up too much. But he, but he says, my goal here is to do such a great job for you that you can't help by the end but refer me to your friends and family. And I want to earn that right. Like he just plants the seed that he is working so hard for you so that he can earn your trust and build a relationship and also earn the trust of your referrals. And he plants that seed on the front end. And I used to do that on the front end in every Cutco presentation I did. Just let people know that, hey, whether you bought knives or not, whether you buy knives or not today, that's great. I mean, most people, they're amazing. And you're not going to feel any pressure and we're going to have a good time. But my goal is to have you enjoy this so much that you can't help but refer me to your friends and family by the end of it. And I think sometimes that's missed with agents on the front end is letting people know 
because we can't assume that everybody knows referrals are important to us. I, I think that's an absolutely uh, lovely tidbit, uh, and it's important, uh, and, and it's planting the seed and asking for it. Um, just because of uh, of its forward nature, I'm going to add one more thing because this is now we went into a listing presentation and I tested um, uh, a specific move um, it, just the other day, a live presentation right here at the office. It was one of my agents. Um, I, I, I'm not on the street anymore, but she needed a, a double per se. She, she brought the client here, sat with me, uh, a client out of my book of business. Uh, but the, the agent uh, would be taking the client on on my behalf. They come in and um, I, I told my agent, and I'm, I'm, I won't disclose the agent uh, today uh, because it's a live case uh, and it's, uh, it's, it's up for sale right now. But the, the, the client came in, the agent came in and we're talking. And I told her that we are competing against somebody very senior in the business. Um, so the, the, we're, we're li our listing presentation versus somebody who dominates the, the said market that she's competing in. Um, so there is no room for, for sweet talk here. So this is our one shot to get the listing. Otherwise, we're going to lose it guaranteed. The other person has a bigger presence, um, 20 years more experience than you do, my friend. Uh, so I have to close this the only way uh, I know how. Uh, and that's like literally direct smash right in the face, ask for the business, actually demand the business. So, so not only is there different ways to ask for repeated referral, there's also different ways to ask for business. And they can be sweet, they can be planting seeds, they can be coming around, you can do it over state. Sometimes, as I said earlier, I'm not one to, because I know so many different verticals on how to get business, I was able to match the seed with the appropriate technique. And in this case, when I was in a disadvantage, so if you're against the ropes uh, in, in a listing presentation, sometimes you just gotta take your shot. And if you're too nice, you're not gonna get it. So if you're not gonna get it, there's no point in fighting at all. So if, if that's the case, you might as well go for the Costco. Go for the knockout. And in this case, of course it worked because it was me who delivered it. And I'm very confident in my ability. I'm not trying to be arrogant. I'm trying to say that, I knew what technique to use and when, and I simply demanded the client to give me the business. I said, Mr. Client, I understand you've been through my listing presentation. You've met my agent. We've seen your home. We've done this, that, and the other. At this point, I understand that you're interviewing other agents. I find that completely not necessary. You don't need to. You have the team that's going to work the hardest for you. I demand and I beg and I plead that you give me the opportunity to deliver on my word. Okay. Again, I didn't ask him for anything. I only demanded for the opportunity. Amazing. So it worked. We got the business. And Vani, you can count on that guy to get a nice big knife. You know what I mean? No. <laughs> we're, in a, we're in a good high market. It's going to be a good one. <laughs> it's going to be a good one. It's funny. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm definitely really fired up to share this with my agents on just, you know, the importance of planting the seed of gifting and, and for not really letting anyone slip through the cracks. I think it's definitely got great potential in terms of ROR and certainly ROI. Thank you so much. Thank you so much.
I'm going to stop the, the, the broadcast. Uh, definitely give us uh, your last thoughts. If any, Vani, uh, for, for me, I'm just grateful. I was, we're, we're back on the, on the screen with this amazing content. Yeah. Wait, wait oh, let's do a selfie before uh, the stream. <laughs> let's, do let's do it. I'll do duck lips. Wait, you'll do duck lips? Okay, one second. <laughs> get my... Do it again. Do it again. Wait, wait, okay, ready? Okay. Who's going to do the print screen? Got it. Duck lips. I should hold up a knife. Shouldn't wait, I hold one more. Do it. Do it. Yes, hold on. Yes. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. Oh, wait. I got to get in the... Wait. Love there. it. Mm -hmm. Did oh, you wait. get it? Did nice. You get it? Okay. I'm gonna, I wish I could share this with you guys. I'll share it. Somehow WhatsApp or whatever. Uh, just email it to our calendar invite. Uh, to our right, entire Broker right. Playbook audience, lots of big kisses. Uh, Bonnie, thanks for your time. Laura, always amazing to see you and continued success on all your new ventures. Uh, we'll see everyone on the next Broker's Playbook. See you soon. Peace out.